What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, if your big story this week was the snow, I understand. It's everywhere on everything. But there was more that was happening in the land this week. And to look back and break it down with me, I brought in some homies from the Chicago Reader. Kelly Garcia and Adam Rhodes are in the building. It's Friday, February 4th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Welcome back to City Cash Chicago, y'all. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Kelly, I got to give you even more love because today is your birthday. Hell yeah. Thank you. Yes, 24. 24 Happy years birthday. old today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Even though we've been in a pandemic, what's been your favorite part of celebrating your birthday? What's the thing you've tried to hold on during your birthday throughout the pandemic? I think community. And, and I think that's definitely something that's been unique to my birthdays in the pandemic. I've learned a lot about like the people I'm close to, the, my loved ones, really. Um, so even if I can't go out, I still have that love and support. That's beautiful. Adam, when is your birthday? Uh, my birthday is actually at the end of the month on the 25th. Okay, two February birthdays. Wow. And so yeah. well, what's something you're looking forward to on your birthday? I am actually taking a little birthday vacation. Um, I have some friends in Providence, Rhode Island. One of them is like an Italian trained chef and another one um, is like an author. So it's like I am going to be like pampered by these like two older gay people. And I'm so excited. (laughs) I love love both of these stories. Well, y'all know how we get down on these shoot the shit into the week shows. Adam, what was a story that, that grabbed your attention this week? Okay, I definitely have to put Kelly on the spot a little bit here. Your recent story about Judge Vega and the domestic violence courtroom. Yes, Judge Raul Vega. Kelly, catch our listeners up on this story. Really, the last six months, um, I started to look into the former top judge of Cook County's domestic violence courthouse, Raul Vega. And so advocates really brought attention to this judge who had been acting as a barrier to a lot of women experiencing domestic violence and seeking legal support. He's been a a judge for close to 20 years. Um, And then in December, um, very quietly, the chief judge announced that Vega was retiring. And a few days later, we find out that um, he was also being recommended for investigation for something that he said to another judge. And that is it. No details, no like information on whether or not those two are related, like his retirement and these allegations. Just like the rampant and disgusting sexism that this judge has perpetrated. I mean, the fact that he like winked at a woman who was in his courtroom, like under like domestic violence proceedings. It just speaks volumes, number one, about that man's character. And number two, about really who the court system is designed to support and benefit because the fact that he's like, oh, like, be nice, look pretty. Like, that's not 
my job as a litigant and particularly a survivor of abuse to be in a courtroom and to look nice for the sake of the judge. Like, I mean, asking domestic violence survivors to look, it's just like, there's so much to like be enraged and unpack. Were there at any point, any punishments, any disciplinary sanctions? It was actually the complete opposite. I mean, he got promoted. Um, the allegations against Judge Vega, they started when he was just a, a judge on the bench at the domestic relations, so family court. And then in 2018, he gets promoted to preside to basically um, like look over the domestic violence courthouse. And so really the only punishment we're seeing now is right as he's leaving, right as he's retiring. Um, and and he, he's allowed to um, retire. Yeah. With, he, he with got a to pension retire. of how much, Kelly? <laughs> $14,000 a month for the rest of his life. A so month. Our tax dollars. That's where our tax dollars are going. So I saw that, Kelly. And that was one of the several <laughs> points in the story that I just like, you know what? I need to step away from my computer. Quick, like took a lap around the living room, like yeah. came back and I was like, what? Yep. And it, one more detail. His retirement, did I believe some of the, like, looking into the, like, thinking about investigating him, some of those automatically end once he retired. Was that correct? Yeah. So the court system has a judicial inquiry board. That's the body that investigates any, like, allegations of misconduct. It says on their website they have no jurisdiction to investigate retired judges. And I asked the chief judge's office, I was like, so what's, what's going like why did you why did you guys recommend this investigation if you know he's going to retire they said that's the policy they said to save our <laughs> ass because it looks like we tried something at the beyond the 12th hour has he responded to any of this no i uh i called him uh he did not want to talk to me and i've heard i've seen no response to any of these allegations from him and this is something that's impacting people's lives so when we talk about family court when we're talking about domestic violence we're talking about cases that aren't just you know you're showing up to court one day and you're done by the next week no we're talking about cases that last years i mean i in the story i focus on one woman whose case was there for like 14 years her kids entire childhood was spent in court so this is something that that's impacting families. There's now a new presiding judge overseeing the courthouse, um, uh, Judith Rice. Um, and so we're, we're going to see how, what's going to happen, what's going to change. But yeah. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you could transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Adam, what's the story you want to give a little hype to this week? 
I don't know what I think like, you know, here in Chicago, we're all kind of raging about it, but I would love it if the national press like rage a little more with us about the fact that Van Dyke got released. The person who murdered Laquan McDonald was released from prison after serving half of a minuscule sentence. Reporters in California should be writing about this. Reporters in New York should be writing about this. Jason Van Dyke is not going to be the first police officer who, who gets a slap on the wrist. He, he hasn't been. And so I think it's important for everyone to be paying attention to this, not just people in Chicago. Yeah. And I do think something that's underhyped in this or underfocused on in this story is how traumatizing this is to, to watch and experience, to have been subjected to the video, to have rallied across the city and calls for, for public officials to lose their job. And yes, we pushed out a mayor and, but to watch the person ultimately responsible for the death of Laquan McDonald to just get to move forward with his life under the guise of good behavior. Nothing about this makes me feel good because him staying in prison for years and years and years would have made me feel nothing. But to watch him leave again, three years after being sentenced after killing Laquan McDonald, um, I think, too, to just add to this as well, um, Mayor Lightfoot released a statement this morning saying that, you know, since then there have been reforms to CPD. And, you know, I, I really have to push back against that. I mean, what has really changed since Laquan McDonald, right? I mean, have we met any of our deadlines to the consent decree? You know, I, I, I hope that's something, too, that national media is, is putting more attention on is like what what has really changed about the Chicago Police Department since Laquan McDonald? Look at how the police reacted to the Columbus protests. Look how the police reacted to George Floyd protests. Like, I've talked to so many, like, young people, like, literal kids who were, like, had to wash tear gas out of their eyes and everything. This is not a department that took the Laquan McDonald shooting and really used it to completely, as they should have, change how they deal with people in the city. It's Frankly, it just feels like nothing has changed. And I think it's all just lip service from the mayor and the CPD. I mean, just last year, we had to watch a video of a cop chasing and shooting a man in the back in Portage Park. And then he kept his job and everything for weeks. Mm -hmm. And then there was a video that came out of him waving his gun at people, threatening them during a traffic oh uh, stop when he was off that. duty. Like the Adam Delito shooter right. is still has a job. Still exactly. Still. This city is is no safer, no more protected. It has no more trust. It's, it's a slap in the face to, to everybody who really gives a damn about Chicago. Uh, Kelly, in the, in the midst of these stories we've talked about, was there one that you wanted to to shine some more light on this week? Um, I mean, I think those those really covered it for me, low key. One one that I think is is ongoing and we've covered a, a ton here at CityCast Chicago. Uh, they had another backdoor meeting this past Sunday between the Black and Latino Caucus as they uh, try to move forward with with negotiating a war map. And they got to the end of it and both parties pretty much was like, hey, we willing for this to go to a referendum and to go to a vote. The fight that's on the table right now is the Latino Caucus wants a map that is more representative. Right now, I believe they only have 13 wards. They're looking for closer to 15 and 16. And, and, and so I'm interested to see how this plays out. I, I saw Michelle Harris come out earlier and say that she thought the Latino caucus was, did she say crybabies? Did she say they were like crying or something? Oh it God. felt real disrespectful, <laughs> though. Definitely felt like she was pushing pushing some buttons there. This growing tension is not good for black and brown Chicago at any level. And so I'm hoping that that we come to a, a clearer consensus 
But right now, it seems like both caucuses are kind of digging their heels into the ground on this one. And it's a lot of backroom deals, right? And I, yeah. I, I gotta be honest, a literal backroom, it's, it's like, like a literal, literal yeah, a literal. a literal room where they do all of that. <laughs> this they don't like talk about it with the public, and it's that's why like it's so hard for me to like really genuinely follow redistricting right now. And it that's why it's hard for me to believe that this is a fight for better representation, Latino representation, um, black representation. Um, you know, trying to not split up communities when all of this is behind closed doors. Fatiguing Chicagoans feels like one of the playbooks in this city. Uh It's like, let's just carry this out. Let's have unproductive public meetings. Let's draw things out. Eventually, we'll pass some bullshit with a bunch of patronage involved in it, and we'll get back to to business as usual. Mm -hmm. Well, a a few stories to kind of piss us off, kind of drag us down into the mud. Uh, (laughs) Kelly, you celebrating a birthday, so we're going to have to crank that energy back up. (laughs) Kelly, what's some good news to get the people through the weekend? Speaking of music and wonderful voices here, so Saba's dropping. Saba, Chicago rapper, one of my favorite rappers, um, is dropping a new album. I'm taking it as my personal birthday gift, so um, thank you, (laughs) Saba, for that. Yeah, our wonderful editorial associate at the Chicago Reader, Janaya Green, just wrote about it, uh, did a whole interview. I think the reader voted Care For Me, uh, Saba's 2018 project, the best Chicago album of the 2010s. Uh, I'm a huge Saba fan. I bought the short film. I watched the Few Good Things short film. And the music is out of this world. Each track that he dropped, that Survivor's Guild with Herbo, when he gets started on that track, he come out the gate explosive. Even in the wintertime, they identifying all these niggas dying. Ain't no breaking time for the bacon swine. Is a peace of mind worth leaving everything you knew behind. Moving Shout out to Saba. Uh, Chicago Reader, y'all need to give us that connect. You know, I'm trying to talk to my boy. <laughs> But Kelly, I'm glad you mentioned that. That is your birthday gift. Yeah. My birthday is in two months, and that's my birthday gift. It's <laughs> all my birthday gifts. Chicago's that's my Groundhog birthday gift. Day gift. That's Chicago yeah. for the Groundhog yeah. Day gift, my boy. Yeah, Arbor Day gifts, all of that. Come on, I'll take I'll take Black History Month gift. Saba said I'm back. Adam, what's your some good news for the people? I know this is going to get a couple eye rolls, but I really love how Twitter has been reacting to Rihanna being pregnant. It is <laughs> so funny to me. My favorite tweet was somebody who said, oh my God, Rihanna's going to name her baby album. And I <laughs> was on the floor and I was like, oh my gosh, she's finally giving us an album. The internet did exactly what I needed it to in that moment where they just like turned it into a meme and ran with it. And really, that was just like, oh, I needed this this week. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, people was talking about Fenty Baby is on the way. Like, y'all better, Gap, <laughs> yeah. you better get your, you better get your, your merchandise sold, get the shit off the, the rack. stylish baby in the world. My some good news, my some good news came from an article from Lee Lewis from the tribe this week. So uh, I live two blocks away from Kenwood High School. And Lee wrote a story in the tribe this week about the Kenwood Broncos the ladies basketball team apparently they've been whooping ass all year they're 18 and 5 9 and 0 in cps and they've been beating cps opponents by an average wait for this y'all 53 points damn they play phillips on sunday and i'm sorry phillips but if the numbers don't lie y'all might be in for a 50 chicken nugget the road to a state championship especially with like COVID, could be crazy but to see this program you know 
in a city in which we constantly talk about Simeon or Whitney Young, it's really good to see the Kenwood Broncos establish themselves in women's basketball. I kind of want to check it out now. Is there are they, are they live streaming this anywhere? Or do we got to go I, buy I, I'm not sure if they live streaming, but you you might have to pull up at the games. Again, I, I know I they playing Phillips this Sunday. I, I might try and catch a game as well. School right up the street, so I'm I'm just glad to see them handling business on the court. Kelly, happy birthday. Adam, your birthday until the end of the month, but I, I hope you enjoy Rhode Island and, and some, some Italian delicacies, my friend. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so ready for this. You have no idea. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Appreciate Thank it. You. This is fun. Before I let you go, you heard me start the show off by asking Kelly and Adam how they spent their pandemic birthdays. So, of course, I had to ask the team. Lead producer Carrie Shepard, your birthday is in late April like mine. How have you spent your Panty B days? For my first pandemic birthday in April 2020, I said something terrible like, ugh, I hope you didn't plan something like those surprise Zooms. And yes, there was a surprise Zoom planned. But it was lovely and so great, and I cried seeing all those faces I hadn't seen. Producer Simone Ali said your birthday was this past Wednesday. How'd you celebrate? People don't really like going out in February anyway, but I went to Big Chicks in Uptown and bought myself a fancy drink. And newsletter writer Sydney Madden, how do you celebrate your B-Day in a pandemic? My first COVID birthday, I went to a beach in Kenosha. That was a really bad idea. No masks, a lot of people. My second COVID birthday, we went out to eat, uh, ate outside. Much better idea. And me, for my 30th, folks threw me a nice little B-Day party. For my 31st, I'm going to be chilling at the crib. I got to thank the people who make the music here at CityCast Chicago. That's Sam Trump and Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop. Right now, we're collecting Chicago love stories. Yeah. If you've fallen in love with somebody, something, or the city itself, reach out and tell us. You can leave us a voicemail or a text message at 773-780-0246. As always, I appreciate you for riding with us another week. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. And birthday girl, I'm going to get it started with you. Birthday woman. And my apologies. <laughs> birthday woman. <laughs>